What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. We live in a society that's disposable, like Instagram, Mm -hmm. social media, TikTok. If you don't satisfy me, you're done. Now, if that person's got depression, if that person's got, you know, anger issues, they it will download into your atmosphere, enter your body, create illness, create sorrow, create worry, create anxiety, my number one problem, okay? And then you've taken on a lot of people's attachments. So it's best to treat it like choosing wisely who's going downtown with you. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Almost Adulting with me, your big sister, your host, Violetta Benson. Okay, so today I am joined with one of my favorite guests and a friend of the show, Patty Sanger. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, you too. We're going to get you love this year. I'm going to break break this girl bad. Yeah, but I think I'm the problem, just FYI. I don't think it's the other people you know when you don't make it a priority love kind of goes backwards and you're how old now 34 so she's she's in the window you got one more left to like get the good eggs i'm freezing my eggs this year thank god yeah everybody should freeze their eggs i think that should be the college present you know the graduation present instead of going europe i think everybody should freeze their eggs at female because you don't want the pressure and in my day we didn't have that so this is a luxury i agree i agree so patty Mm -hmm. is a businesswoman famously known for producing her own matchmaking television series we've all been watching a millionaire matchmaker had ran for eight very successful seasons Mm -hmm. Um, she also is the author of numerous books and CEO of Millionaires Club 123.com. And she also has a perfume. So, this fragrance that you can get in my bio when you go to Patty Stanger on Instagram. And also in the description yeah, of my bio of this yeah, episode. Is a pheromone. And we have it not just for street people, male and female, to attract each other. We have for gay, and we just dropped for fluid. And then they, and the whole LBGTQI system. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. But we have minis of this, and this is the diamond, and it is so good. What you do is you spray it on your heart chakra right there, and your neck, and you let it go. And you will get jumped at the grocery store, I promise. In a positive way. Yeah. Not so, in a way that they're like, give no, me your money. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just going to bring, if you've like been on the sidelines and you haven't dated for a while and you're not getting anyone, or you're just like, at, you think you're out of shape, you're not pretty, you're not this, you're not that, forget about it. This is going to do all the work for you. This is a party with a purpose. And I made this on purpose with I Have Love because I decided this year I was going to make tools that was going to help the dating community because it's not enough to just get on the apps and think positively. We need like courses and we need subliminals and we need uh, meditation and things that are going to move the energy because everything's quantum physics. And if you like someone, that someone may not be that person for you, but there's someone else for you because quantum physics says what you are seeking is seeking you. Rumi. Check that out. Seeking? Oh, seeking. yeah, that's so true. So what are you right. seeking? So quantum physics says if this person is not vibrationally aligned for you, there's going to be a better version of that. So just Period. think like you're not going to be in lack. 
Lack is a bad place to live. We are in abundance. Even in this crazy world, crazy time post-pandemic, we need to know that there are opportunities. Except you got to make a priority of it and stop working exactly. all the time. Exactly. I agree. So mm-hmm. when you're saying that means my currently, my words and my actions are not matching. I say, right. yeah, I wouldn't mind having. But you're not, if you don't take an action um, after you've made a statement or an affirmation, it won't happen. Right. And the truth is you should be summoned to do things. Like sometimes we are invited to parties we don't want to go to and boom, there's the guy. You know what I mean? Like we go and we're like, oh, I don't want to go. And then I met this guy and I, or coming from the gym and you look like crap. It's like. You know, you have to match the action. I agree. So, Patty, I want to get right mm-hmm. into it with you since we are on Valentine's sure. week, weekend, uh, mm-hmm. month. Um, okay, so let's just get right into it. Mm-hmm. What are your go-to steps for securing the ring from your dream man? In my book, Become Your Matchmaker, which you can download on Amazon, and there's sections of it if you don't want to get the whole book. You know, it's like on Kindle or audio. You can listen to it there. My grandmother used to say, and I quote unquote, at month nine is negotiation time. And the reason is, is because if you go past a year with a man, okay, or you're gay, lesbian, I don't care what you are, to be honest with you. If you're anything, you go past a person, they will take advantage of you, okay? Now, I'm not saying like if you're in college and you live together and you don't have money and it's, you know, that's not what we're talking about. Over 30. Let's talk yeah. about over 30. 20s, you're exploring. Life is abundant. You're traveling. You're having fun. You don't know if you even like your job. 30s, you're settling down. You're thinking about starting a family or you're thinking about falling in love. You give someone past a year and it, you're screwed. And if you move in with them without the ring, why would they? It's the, it's the old thing. If you can get the milk for free, why buy the cow? So there is a negotiation time in nine months you say it in a, in a very brightly lit open day setting so you can't lead to sex. Like you go to the coffee shop that's quiet, not a noisy one. You go to the cafe, you take a hike, and you basically say to the person, what's your plan for us? Now, I'm, you, I'm going to use um, straight people, uh, female to the male. Female says, what do you, what's your plan? Awkward pause. Don't say anything. He'll go, what do you mean? Everything's going great. Uh, this is fantastic. And you're like, yeah, but... I'm a traditional girl and I want to get married and it's okay to say that. And I don't want to waste your time because that's what I see. That's what I envision. These are my expectations. Awkward pause. And then he'll look at you and I'll go, well, what do you mean? And what do you mean is what do you see in the next five years? What is your future like? Now, if he can't say, of course, we're getting married in a year. Of course, I'm buying the ring. Of course, we're moving in together, whatever. And he doesn't have a plan. He's just wasting your time. Then you have to do the terrible thing. You have to do the takeaway. In sales, if you know about takeaway, it means like you have to say, you know, I don't really think this is right for you and I'm gonna take it away. Then they panic. Cause you know, everything goes with that. You probably cooked meals for him. You helped him on his business. Something great that he loves about you other than sex and looking that you're pretty. So you'll basically go, look, on Thursday, you know, when you're not home, I'm gonna come and get my things and you know, I I think we need a break. And you let them have that break. And while that break is going on, you get to date other people. Wow. And so this is where the scary shit happens. But if you go through this experience and you come out on the other side, they usually give you the ring. It's only the asshole who doesn't give you the ring. Like the super uber sociopathic asshole. I wouldn't say the asshole. I would say someone that's also doing you a favor. I think people get really scared these days to communicate, Mm -hmm. which is so wild to me because people will 
bang on the first day, but God forbid to ask, what are we? Like, what well, are we well, doing? Well, I mean, you know, I always say you spend more time buying a car and getting a mortgage than you do like with your cooch, because <laughs> if you give the golden cooch away so fast, you don't know this person. Another thing I learned, this is a tip I learned, because I dated um, recently on Tinder and I got my boyfriend. And I know you're going, why don't you use your service? I can't because of sexual harassment problems. So when we're in a dating industry, you can't date your clients. That's a lawsuit right. waiting to happen. And back in the day, we were the first people to have sexual harassment contracts before everybody else got into Me Too. So I went on Tinder, moseying around, meet my boyfriend, and he wanted to be serious like on the third date. He came at me and I was dating other people. And there was one I really liked out, out of the state in Dallas. But I thought, oh God, that's gonna be a pain in the ass traveling. I really should pick the local guy. So I had a dilemma. And the more I had a dilemma, the more he kept coming hard for me. And I didn't sleep with him for three months. But I was like, what are we? And he goes, he had asked me on the third day in front of my best friend, who's a guy, and said, um, will you be my girlfriend at dinner at Aww. Great White in Venice? And I was like, Oh my God. And it was because I was having fun dating. So this is a secret tip I never told anyone. I was so excited after the pandemic to be asked out, go to theater, go to plays, go on trips. Like I didn't really want a boyfriend. I was just enjoying life going, this is so nice to be treated well, because let's be honest, we talked about it before we started the show. They're nicer in the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like way nicer, like the romance comes out and then after they get you, like, there's the bait and switch. Now, the one thing that I think that I didn't do, and you, you're gonna need to do this. If you own a home and you're a successful woman and you don't really know the man's money, like what their story is, because they could be working for their parents, they have no money, they could be you know, just a regular job. And the idea of a woman who makes more money and, and a man who doesn't, it doesn't generally work. I know you're all gonna go, but that's not fair. Research shows there's a high percent, when right. it comes to cheating, the highest percentage is when the woman makes more money right, than the exactly. man. Right, exactly. So I wouldn't show my home so quick. I'd see Facts. their place first. That's and that's a mistake me. that I didn't do. That's happened to me. Yes. Where a guy comes over and he goes, this one guy I was dating, he came over and suddenly goes, it just, I just feel like like you have this house and, and I don't have that. And I was like, wait, what is this about? Like, we're about to have sex. Like, what's happening? <laughs> so the insecurity may not come around. They're going to be like, oh, I love that I went on the red carpet with you. Oh, I love that you got private, you know, air for us to go here. And you're thinking like, I'm a giver, I'm generous. And they lack generosity at that point because they feel like... Like they haven't made it something's wrong with them and i mean these are men in their 50s and 60s we're, we're yeah. you know 30s is one thing but by the time a man turns 40 he is in millionaireville that's the stats we've learned so if he's not making it by 40 financially and he's or in debt student loans whatever he's screwed so he's gonna go oh this is wonderful but then he's gonna have a fight with you and throw it at you and use some pretty bad ammo to get even because he's feeling insecure about himself. Yeah. And it's, but, not, it's not fair to the woman. But some men, it depends. Some men are okay with that. I, I've had, I've interviewed some people like uh, my friend who is now married to this girl, Sarah mm -hmm. Highland, I think that's Oh, yeah. Name. What are you talking about? From uh, Wells? Yeah. You're talking about Wells from The Bachelor? Yeah. He talked about that if he were younger and he would have met her, he would have been too insecure. But he met her at an age where he felt confident, secure enough right. in and himself. And Sarah Highland made serious money on Modern Family. Exactly. That's and back end shit. He always paid money to fly to see her. It was never like he never, you know, he never tried to take any of her money and he felt confident enough to have to That's live. a good man. Yeah. But you know, finding a man like that it's hard. is very hard. But he because, said if he was right, younger, that's he wouldn't a good be okay man. With that's it. an amazing man because um 
And Sarah was sick. She had lupus yes. and stuff. Yeah. And he had to take care of her, I'm sure. But that's an amazing man. Very few men like that. Now, I'm not saying they're not available, but there's also men you can train. And yeah. you can say to the man, I'm not paying for anything. I'm traditional. I'll buy groceries. I'll make dinners. But you got to take me out. You got to pay for the trips. And if we can't go to Hawaii, you know, we can go for a weekend up at Cambria. Like, like you, you have to realize that within the financial status, my friend said something interesting. She was with me this morning, my makeup artist, and she's my best friend. And she said, it's not how much money a man makes. It's how much they're willing to spend on you, the money that they make, Aww. which means they put you first before they buy shit for themselves, which is what her boyfriend did. And I said, God, that's such a beautiful statement. Cause you know, my, my friends weren't rich. They don't make money like I make. And I thought, wow, that's, it's about giving and generosity. And if you're sick, they come over with chicken soup. Yeah. They drive you somewhere yeah. you don't want to be driven. They take you, you know, the doctor. Like, There's all these little things that add up that even if a rich guy has, he can be a total dick. Like he's never done that. He's not doting right. on you. He's not nurturing you. Yeah, I don't think it's about dating a rich man because I have a lot of friends who their boyfriends are millionaires or billionaires and they're always cheating on them and those girls are okay with yeah. that. There's a lot of cheating in the, in the, the wealthier they yeah. get, the more they feel entitled to go out and straight. And this is not just in straightville. This is in Gayville too. I have a lot of gay friends that are married and uh, two of my best friends, gay, gay friends from high school. And one of them cheated on the other and told me, and I was stuck with the secret for years until finally the other one caught him. And then I got, then he said to me, how come you didn't tell me? And I said, and the richer one cheated. And I just said, I didn't know what to do because you know, it was one of those things like where sometimes it's better not to say anything. You never went in those. I've been in those situations and I say something and then I end up being I, the bad I, guy. I, I've had you it never where went in I've that. had it where they've bitten, you know, they, they've hurt me. They've, they, they really resented it and then they took it out on me. But I mean, I don't want to be the messenger of bad news. Yeah. I let them figure it out on their own. And by the way, cheating is a person's issue that cheats. It's not the person they cheated on. And that's something I, I used to have a radio show called PS I Love You on Sirius and the, everything was about cheating because it was during the Tiger Woods, um, Jesse mm -hmm. James era. And it was always the cheat E blamed themselves. And I was like, no, it's the cheater. And it's the person they cheat with because the person they cheat with knows they're married or in a relationship. And you're thinking like, what kind of person? Because they think they're going to win them and they're never going to cheat on them. But the minute they go, you know, the wife leaves, the um, the husband leaves the wife for the secretary and then he cheats on the secretary too. Yeah. That's... And then the secretary goes back to the wife and says, I got cheated on and cries at her and uses her as a therapist. Yeah. My, my mom's first husband cheated on my mother and she decided to leave him for that. My, my mother's first husband cheated on her oh, really? too. And yeah, she left too. him and he said, where are you going to go? You're 29 years old Jew in Russia. You're oh, yeah, damaged goods. Oh yeah, that would be a goods. total Jewish thing. Damaged goods. No one's going to want you. Yeah. And she decided not to stay with him. He ended up marrying the woman he cheated on my mother with. Uh -huh. And then years later we found out he cheated on her too. Same story. I was adopted. My first father cheated on my mother. And it was a time in the sixties where it was like Mrs. Maisel era. And she was like, you know, housewife, no skills, just went to like two year school. And my grandmother's like, you can't leave. And my mother says, I will not be with a man who cheats. Yeah. So he would cheat on Wednesday night at a very famous club in New Jersey where everybody went. And my mother found out who he was seeing, called her up, said he's married. And they got even on my on my mother's first husband. He was like technically my father. And then he married someone else and cheated on her too. So once a cheater, always a cheater. Yeah. He didn't want to work on himself. Exactly. And he said to my mother, you know, I gave you the baby so I can go out 
meaning me, the baby. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a smart guy. <laughs> but cheating is very prevalent the more wealth they accrue. And that goes for women too, by the way. Oh, by the way, women are more cheaters than men statistically. Did you know that? No, I did not know because that. Because we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it with our friends. We don't boast about it. We have shame-based We have shame -based feelings about cheating, yet we still do it when we don't feel love. We just don't talk about it, so nobody knows. Statistically, that's wow. statistically. So when it comes to um, regular dating, mm -hmm. how can you, is there any steps to take yourself from casual dating to more serious dating? Yes. First of all, don't sleep with them right away. Close your legs. Um, People get really upset right. when I give that advice. No, I'm too. sorry. I'm sorry. It, it, just because you know nothing has changed, the biology hasn't changed. Just the technology, and just because the technology says you can, you are not equal people. Wait, I, I think okay. I would like to kind of get in here and explain the reason yes. I agree with Patty yeah. also about not sleeping with someone too fast is because when you sleep with someone too fast, you have not caught up with your emotional attachment with your emotional self yet. So your physical is all the way here, but your emotional attachment right. with one another is here. So you need to actually catch up to that. So if you start developing your emotional attachment with one another then you're able to catch First up of all, with it you don't with know this person you don't know his story you don't know if he's compatible to you but here's the bad part if you're under 40 actually 45 i'd say if you're under 45 you have estrogen men do not have estrogen so men have no attachment bonding agent in fact they have prolactin which is after they sleep with you they get filled up and then they turn over and they don't spoon you and they don't touch you and they don't commingle with you the brain because the clear. brain tells them they're full they're done they don't need any more and they go to sleep so it makes them fall asleep Okay, but Me let's too. talk about estrogen. So estrogen is a biological component. And you know, one of my favorite teachers of this, who I'm obsessed with is John Gray, because Dr. John Gray, you can watch him on YouTube. He got into the science where nobody has talked about this. So the estrogen gives you oxytocin, which is the bonding agent and dopamine. So you're getting a hit of, wow, I'm really happy. <laughs> That's like drinking. So you'd be like drinking, doing drugs. Wow, happy and then there's the oxytocin bonnet oh my god he's the one like you could fall in love with a gas station attendant Me. if they look hot because your brain is processing your dope sick drunk you're dope sick drunk you are in love with that person you don't even know them and you're making assumptions next thing you know you get involved with that person you figure out oh my god incompatible now you get through perimenopause which is right before menopause and the estrogen starts to drop and you start to go no nah, he's not for me and then you get menopause and then you're like really not sexual so you're like dude can you pay your mortgage dude do you have like a good family experience do you love your mother like you start to look at outstanding things that would have been on your wish list because your brain is telling you check this out like you would check a business deal out but when you're under 45 estrogen is ruling the street it's like your subconscious and estrogen are mated having a party going yeah let's go with that guy and that guy could be a loser he could be a murderer he could be a killer a stalker and you just can't process it the brain only knows what you tell it so if you're saying i love this guy i love this guy the brain processes estrogen takes over and now you're in love with a loser who's hurting you who's ghosting you who's cheating on you and you're screwed you're basically yeah. screwed so it's all chemical but we don't talk about that. And I said, if I had this brain, and I'm in menopause now, if I had this brain when I was 25, I would have ruled the world because no loser would have come into my yeah. atmosphere. Basically. But again, this is for anyone looking for a serious relationship. If you want to have fun, of course, go oh, outside, yeah, yeah, do yeah. whatever you want. But sometimes if you fuck around and the orgasm is really good, you'll be like, I was just trying to have fun and then you fall. So you have to be careful. You're at risk. 
he is not. He has no bonding agent. He is not at risk. You just gotta learn what works best for you. Because for me personally, I get very attached when I sleep with someone. That's why I have to get to know someone before right, I decide exactly. to sleep with them. And like, you know, sometimes you want to try on two, three guys at once. And there was a bachelorette, I forget her name, and she was very sex positive. And she wanted to sleep with the two finalists. And they were all like, America was shocked, like a woman wanting to go into the fantasy scene suite. Well, she wanted to test the goods out. That's okay, but know you could be at risk. And if you're one of those people that feels like uh, he kisses me, he touches my hand and I feel tingles, yeah. you could be very screwed. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it. I suggest slow dating. Slow dating is a very big thing right now. Slow dating is when you take your time to get to know someone to see if they're compatible before you cross the street to sex. That doesn't mean you can't touch, kiss, cuddle, but you can't go in, in, or in. I also think we've become so desensitized because how sex is everywhere, which is why I do believe that a lot of people should try to date without rushing into sex. Yes, we live in a society that's disposable, like Instagram, mm -hmm. social media, TikTok. And we end up, if you don't satisfy me, you're done. So if you start dating, dating, this is a metaphysical premise. Um, it's similar to drinking. If you keep going around other people's energy, they attach to you. Now, if that person's got depression, if that person's got, you know, anger issues, they it will download into your atmosphere, enter your body, create illness, create sorrow, create worry, create anxiety, my number one problem, okay? And then you've taken on a lot of people's attachments. So it's best to take, you know, to treat it like choosing wisely who's going downtown with you. A hundred percent. A lot of people don't listen to this but i completely agree with the energy exchange it's a real thing so you sh if you're going around sleeping with everyone you're taking on all of their energy right so uh, that's why i think it is important to get to know someone and by the way you, take someone's you won't know the other person's agenda if your clouded vision is just because you got a chemical uh, shot you know like you had a boost of chemical chemical um you know chem chemistry in your body and then you get a boost to that and then you can't see clearly who this person is your friends are like why are you dating him he did this he did that and you're like yeah but i have <laughs> orgasms that's not enough yeah. orgasms are not enough yeah that's why i actually masturbate before i go on dates so i do then... too oh my god <laughs> okay i use i use the attachy magic wand per personal preference i like a plug-in because it's the strongest but i do that it takes the edge some people yeah. drink they'll drink a glass of wine to relax them you know what an orgasm is way healthier and it feels good. And then you get, you, you go on a date and you're, you're full and he's in heat. Let him yeah. be in heat. Yeah. Let I him, agree. let him want you more than you want him, as my mother would say. So, what are some no's for a girlfriend that she should not be doing before the man is her fiance? Now they're together, they're in a relationship. Um, living separately. I'm not a fan of living together unless you're engaged. Oh, so the no is to the don't live together if you're not engaged. I ha I hear everybody moving in together and, you know, they're splitting the rent and whatever. And I'm like, mm, no, he needs to There's go get a ring. There's always exceptions. And by the way, let's talk about rings. Okay, this is something I've been thinking about. We're in LA and there's a lot of robberies right now. I was oh. robbed on set during Million Dollar Matchmaker and we, I lost and $280,000 of my clothes and everything was stolen. And it gave, at first I was in shock. It took two years for me to sleep right in my house. And the robbery took place at a hotel we were shooting at, but they were my belongings. And I thought, is this worth it? And then I thought to myself, you know, a lot of my my heirloom jewelry and a lot of expensive stuff was stolen. Kyle had it. We all were getting robbed, like all the all reality stars at once. 
And then these the lab-grown diamonds came out the last two years, you know, Mosinite and a whole bunch of others. And I thought, they're prettier than some. Now, my dad was a jeweler. They're prettier than some of the real stones. Now, I know everybody wants a real stone. But if your boyfriend can't afford a real big ring, because it's three months salary now, and we're in an economic crisis right now, and you say to him, I would love a beautiful platinum, gold, whatever ring, but I'll take a lab-grown diamond, which there's no bloodshed. There's no you know, um, bloodshed on that kind of a diamond. And he wants to give you that to get engaged. Take it. You can always upgrade later. But these people are like, I have to have this size ring and I got to have this size. I got to have this kind of wedding. You're not going to get engaged. Once he sees that wish list, he thinks you're a materialistic person. And a lot of girls are doing that right now. When, you know, the stock market's not doing well, the gas prices are going up, the world is afraid what's going to happen in the next two years. You know, we're coming out of a pandemic. Um, we're in a recession. And he wants to get you a ring. Take the ring. I remember when mm -hmm. I was living with my ex, David, which I didn't want to marry. So everybody's like, oh, you're engaged. No, I wasn't. But he wanted to claim me. So he bought me a promise ring of a white sapphire from David Yorman with diamonds around it. And everybody thought I was engaged. It was a beautiful ring. But the point was he didn't go out and buy me a diamond ring because he didn't have the money. But I accepted it. I was claimed. He was my boyfriend. I didn't want to get married. I had just come out of an engagement. And the truth be told, um, that ring showed men, I'm taken. Right. Not that it deterred them from hitting on you, but you know. Yeah. Most people go, oh, you're taken. So the taken ring, you could start with the promise ring. The promise ring to the engagement ring. And if you can't afford a big one, you can get a big motherfucker uh, lab-grown diamond that is beautiful online with a beautiful setting. So, and by yeah. the way, no one's going to know it's lab grown. I like, I, like, tell. I like that you're saying that because I completely agree. I think when it comes to love, it, I, the idea of just finally finding your person and yes. wanting to spend, to grow Put together. Put towards a house and a car and, you know, travel in a, in a yeah. honeymoon. But I mean, I, I really should start my own lab grown diamond line engagement ring and promise ring line because there's really, there's a, there's this whole thing. I got to have X. I got, you know, you made your wish list when you were a little girl and you're trying to stick to it. And he might not have the finances or their parents could not afford the wedding with you to do it. Yeah. So I think, why is that stopping you from getting married? Oh, it's so crazy. I've never, I've never had a diamond, a uh, ring, wish list, or a plan, oh, a please. wedding. I, I hear this all day long. No, I swear my life. I'm going to have my wedding at the Beverly's Hotel, and this is going to happen. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, you know, get a, get a grip, get a reality check. Yeah. And the other thing is that men want to make you happy, especially if they want to marry you. It's when you become like bridezilla is when they turn off. There's my, there's, you know, there's, there's groomzilla too, but bridezilla happens and he's like, I can't, I, I'm never going to be able to afford her. She's going to be too expensive when you can get dupes on DHK now. Okay. So I've done this research and I've asked a lot of men around. So I'm mm -hmm. curious from you, an expert, how long do you believe that it a man knows that he sees a future with you? Six months, they know. They'll know early three months, but six okay. months is I they know. three months six, six months is the like deciding factor. Right. Yeah. So that a future with you, marriage and stuff and, like that. And, but and by the way, we can give a longer time for divorcement. So let's say six months un unmarried, divorcement a year, because divorcement are afraid you're going to turn into their ex-wife. <laughs> and if they had a bad ex-wife, what can I say? What are some traits or signs to tell that he thinks that there's a future with you? 
Or is it him oh, just telling uh, you? He starts talking about future things. Right. He starts, or we could, I, you know, I want to get, I want to live here with you. Um, you know, in five years, I'll sell the business. We'll travel the world. You know, those kind of statements means he's into you. You're it. And if you have anxiety that he, you don't feel that, that's a sign to tell you that he doesn't think you're the one. And you got to check your anxiety. That's not to say if you don't have a disease like I have Hashimoto's and every now and then Mr. and Mrs. Anxiety come at my door. Basically, if you have anxiety and you don't know where you stand, like after six, seven, eight months, you got a problem. It's time to have a talk. It's time to sit down. It's time to maybe hit therapy. A lot of couples are in therapy right now. Therapy is like a date. You know, there's, there's a joke. It says anywhere in America, the third date is pizza in a movie. In mm -hmm. LA, it's therapy. <laughs> so, because the guys will talk. My therapist said this, especially divorce men. I'm always like, wow, you just told me I had a therapist on the first date. Is that a bad thing? And then I talk to my therapist friends, and she's like, no, it's the new thing. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. They want to vent. Right. I mean, although as long as they work on themselves, I know some people, they go to therapy. But... No, like we're not talking about Woody Allen, psychoanalyst, <laughs> you know, for the rest of your life. We're talking about men that are working on their shit. Like my boyfriend now wants to do it. He said, look, there's some, I got a little anger towards XYZ. I need to get rid of it. I think I'm going to go to therapy. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Like he's on a wellness kick right now, I love that. working out, eating right. And so I said that was just another component of the wellness journey, which turned me on because personally, I just think if you went to therapy and you told me, I was like, oh, they're damaged. I got to go. But now I'm realizing, no, a lot of it's helpful. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I like it's just you got to get a transactional. Like a therapist that just lets you talk for an hour and go, how do you feel? No, you got to get a homework one, which at the end yeah. of the session, they give you a task to do like I do on the show, which will change their energy, how they treat people and how they're going to give out to the universe. Yeah. Some therapists just seem to enable people's yeah, they take behavior. Money. And it's more like, yes, yeah. everyone else is a narcissist. It's definitely yeah. not you. A hundred percent. Right. So. Exactly. And they won't tell the truth. Like you're a narcissistic, sociopathic XYZ. You need to get your shit together. Uh, you're never going to have love. <laughs> you know, like they, yeah. they won't. And, and, you know, there's different kinds. There's shrinks that give medication instead of like helping you. And then there are psychologists that want to listen and they... They're like, oh, time's out next week. You know, and you're like, what? What did I get out of this? Okay, what's up with relationships where the man doesn't takes you for granted, you finally walk away, and it's usually when you walk away, they come back. he sees you doing super well, and they come back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so that's the switch. So you break up. Right. And you haven't talked to him in a year, okay? Year. Year goes by, you're broken up. Every girl has gone through this. And you're on a date, and you're having a really good time. And out of nowhere, the phone buzzes. There he is. Hi, I just saw so-and-so that I was one of your friends. And I was thinking about you. And you're like, I haven't talked to this guy in a year. That's the switch. 
He now saw you satisfied with someone else. And it, I told you, it's energy. We have cords with one another. That's why you don't have a million cords with a million people or you're going to be, you know, bouncing off the walls. He pulled on the cord because he thought he lost you. For that year, you were single. So then you were how, available. how do you know whether or not to actually take that person seriously? I don't... Look, they're exes for a reason. I don't believe in resurrecting Period. the dead. You resurrect the dead, you get the same old problem. It may take six months for it to come out, but the same old issue that you broke up about, it's going to happen again. And one thing is attachment styles. Let's talk about that. So attachment styles are three, three ways we fall in love. So the secure parents were both loving. They were picked up when they cried. They were fed when they needed. Cha diaper was changed. They were there when you needed them. Anxious is not there. Anxious is like, I don't know when he's, they're going to pick me up. I'm going to get a little Klingon-ish because I can't figure it out. We see this all the time with women. They're, they're suffocating the man. And then avoidant is they never, ever picked me up at all. They gave me to a caretaker. They, they weren't involved in my business growing up. They didn't come to my school plays. They didn't come to my school, yeah. you know, soccer games. And so then you're avoidant. You're like, okay, I can't rely. You learn at an early age from, from age one to five. Now they're saying in utero, which is a new thing. One to five, I form what I think love is all about. This is science. And then I make a decision. So if my parents are getting divorced and they're screaming and yelling, I'm either A, feeling avoidant or A, feeling anxious, or there's anxious avoidant, which is a combo. Disorganized. Which is passive aggressive. So the avoidant runs. So just as you get close, he runs. And if you're getting, if you're feeling relaxed, he's not, he's anxious. So he's clinging, he's calling you, you're, you know, he's calling you all day long, going, where are you going? And he gets jealous and possessive. So you should read the book Attached. It'll give you the test, no different than the five languages of love, which is another thing. These two books are a game changer. Like if I had read those when I was in my 20s, I would have picked completely different men. I never understood why my love language is gifts and then is touch. Nobody ever gave me gifts, but I would give gifts all the time, expecting them to give me gifts in return. And I would be so pissed off. And then I realized, oh, that's my love language. So when you go on a date, Ask what their love language is. If they don't know, tell them to take the test. Ask them what attachment style is. And if it doesn't match, don't go past go, no matter how cute, no matter what? how great a resume is. It has to is. match? Well, it's got to match like this. This is another thing. Anxious is really hard to do. Wait, you're, you're talking between attachment styles and, and then uh, languages love languages. languages. So five languages of love. <clears throat> I think it's, it's just... okay to be different, right. but if they don't love you, let's say it's your birthday. I'll give you an example. So my friend is gifts. Two years into the relationship, her boyfriend forgot her birthday, had the wrong day, and then didn't give her a gift. Aww. So I told her, time to break up. Now, he's a, he's a neurosurgeon. He makes a ton of money. They go on trips all the time. But it was her birthday. That was a sign. Hello, Will Robinson. Get out. You're not safe. So the attachment style was he's an avoidant. She's secure. She also set up a system where they don't commingle their family yet in two years. So I said, you get what you pay for. If he doesn't feel like this is your family, right, together, right, mm -hmm. he's going to be like, oh, you're a plaything. Now, when you do five languages of love, you're learning your love style. So if my love style is gifts and you forget to give me a gift, Christmas, birthday, whatever, or you don't pick up something small on the way home, I don't feel love. If you don't touch me in the kitchen and give me a hug and you're just talking at me because his love style is affirmations or, you know, acts of service. Mm -hmm. Now, 
It's okay to have different love styles, but we must love the others. We have love to style. communicate enough right. to, to know what someone else, what your partner's love language is. So right, exactly. It, as long as you communicate now, they know. So even though for me it's gifts, so when you're not giving me Are gi you gifts, I used to be a change. Since. You know, mine goes back and forth between yeah. touch and gifts. Touch yeah. is for when I'm in a relationship. It's it's gifts first, touch second, and the other one was touch first and gifts second. I'm more uh, words of affirmation and touch and then gifts, but I still like to give, show my love with right. gifts. Right, me too. I'm a gift Because giver. I grew up with, with my dad not being around. Me when too. When he was around, he would give me gifts. My dad did the, my dad <laughs> so. was like, you know, a raging alcoholic, on the road salesperson. And when he came back, he always had a tchotchke for me so that I felt love. And then if I birthed these Christmases, like I remember every birthday Christmas being amazing because he would buy me everything yeah. that I wanted. But um, but as you get older, your love language has actually become whatever it was that you didn't get as a child. Yes, so correct. I didn't get touch as a child. Words of affirmation. So that's why oh it became God, now. I wonder, I don't think my mom, but my mom is a cuddler, but I didn't like no, her touching. Exactly. Because it's always, it's not about both of your parents. It's one of your parents that didn't give you something or gave you too much that you end up getting those oh, attachment cells from and your well, my detachment theory was, cells and, from. And by the way, touch doesn't mean sex. It means cuddle. Hug. Obviously. But, but sex that. was my, like I made all my decisions based on sexual chemistry so in my world there's two kinds of women security and sex in hollywood you get both but it's very rare so security would be like are you gonna take care of me are you gonna build a nest in a home and and sex is like oh my god he's so fucking hot i want to fuck the shit out of him right. so it's like i was the sex girl which made terrible decisions because when you get into menopause you don't have that sex drive it doesn't mean you don't have sex you just don't have the heat the heat's off it's actually better because you're more relaxed. The heat's off, so then you're like, oh my God, I can make a executive decision based on internal values as opposed to just like a hottie is. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but we don't have that because the chemical brain changes. And my friends who were security driven, they still are, are were the ones who achieved better success than I did yeah. because they looked for a man that could provide so with love languages it's important you don't you don't part ways if your love languages are different. no, no you it's have more, to just see it's but just it, a communicating but oh a two, your love is gifts yeah then i'm gonna make you feel like if it's gifts. a two-time warning and he doesn't no, of course, do it they, then you're done if you could first of all when you don't get what you want you have to communicate if you then still don't get it then yes that is a red flag and either leave or you know figure out why you're so i, I just feel like we didn't know about this book back in the day. So this book is a game changer. Then you got attached and you have the attachment styles because if he's avoidant, okay, you're going to need to go to therapy to deal with this. If you're madly in love with this guy and he does everything, but every now and then, you know, like I'm, a, I'm an astrologer, so I'll use Taurus as an example or Cancer. Cancer and Taurus like to retreat and it's on their time when they decide to move forward. So it's like if that's annoying to you, and he can't process that, you're gonna have a problem because of runners are runners. What's for your a reason. sign? I'm a gem double Gemini. Right, like you're a Gemini. Sag. So Gemini. I, you know, um, this morning my boyfriend called me and he um, had to tell me something. He had to work tonight and we were supposed to see each other and he was upset because he has a, a presentation tomorrow night and they just called him. And so he said, oh, I have to work on this. Like I said, it's like, but, but I, like public speaking for an hour, which I'm used to and he can't do. So he's like, I said, okay. It's okay if we don't see each other now. I'll see you Saturday, whatever. So he goes, he was upset, but I was cold. I had someone in front of me. I go, okay, that's fine. I got to go. And then I call, I realized I was rude. And I called him back. I said, I'm rude. And his love language is words of affirmation. So I had to go, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, he's like, you were cold. You were mean. Aww. But thank you so much for calling me because I really needed that because his day was fucked because I didn't love him in his love language. 
you know, that's and then sweet. I realized I can't do that again. Yeah. You know? That's really nice. Yeah. Because exactly. he just needed that affirmation he just needed a love to make tap. his day. Exactly. Yeah. And so every now and then you have to check yourself before you wreck yourself or someone else. <laughs> 100%. Right. Yeah. Um, in the past, you you made this comment that I really loved in one of our old, um, old episodes where you said, the man is consistent, the boy is not. Right. So, which That's I what love. separates the boys from the men. The men will call you when they say, and if they miss, like I was supposed to call you at one o'clock, but I called you at four because I got stuck in a meeting. They'll text you and say, hey, babe, stuck in a meeting. We'll call you at four. Are you available? Yeah. The boy will just call when he feels. The boy will make plans when he feels. The boy will not respond after sex, like where a man would be like, yeah. had the best time. It was amazing last night. The boy is a boy for a reason. Now, does that mean he's a boy boy? No, he could be 75 and be a boy. And it's sad because I think when that happens, especially when we like someone and they start yeah. to let us down because we're getting to know the real them, we make excuses for them. So when he tells me he's gonna call me at 7 p.m. and then he doesn't, you're like, well, you know, I mean, he must have been so busy. He'll just no, call okay. me when he can. So do you remember uh, the book, He's Not That Into You, and you yeah. remember Sex and the City? One of the, one of the things that Amanda learns is the guy didn't make you a priority. And and I don't believe that he's not into you. I believe he'll come back later. Right. I believe if he liked you once, fucked you once, he'll come back later. But it's always on his time. So you were not the priority. You want the provider who makes you the priority. That is a gentleman. And you want a manners guy. A guy who will respect you. In the old days, back there before there was Uber, back in my time, they paid for the taxi in New York for you to get home. They checked to see that you got home safe. Yeah. That goes a long way. You know, I have this problem with men with the valet. So I would test a man on a date if he paid my valet. My boyfriend paid my valet. The man, I went on a date with one of the richest men in LA. He owns half the real estate in LA. And he bragged about his wealth. And he liked me. But I didn't think he did. Get to the car. Doesn't pay the valet. Drives away in a Bentley. Then he calls me an hour later, asks me out again. And I said, no, thank you. And I said, I'm going to, he goes, why? I'm going to tell you why. You didn't pay the valet. He's like, well, I picked up dinner. Whoa. And I thought, but you bragged about your money the whole night. So that's a great test. Do you pay the valet? Did you make a reservation? Oh my God, right? Yeah. I mean, there's Retsy and Open Table. What? And I went, on, I went to this restaurant that's really busy by my house, um, Wasabi on Rose, and you couldn't get a reservation there. I went on their website and I made the reservation. A man can do that too. Like what's with men not researching on Google a date Oh, I to actually, do? it's, you know what's interesting? I, even I'm even though in work and business, I'm so forward and I do everything. When it comes to dating, I always tell guys I like to take the back seat and I love to feel special, yes. taken yes. care of. And so when it comes to dinners they and all that, I tell them, just now, make the plans, tell me what we're that's doing. That's in the courtship phase, the first three yeah, months. Yeah, I love doing that. Month. The first day of the fourth month, the bait and switch happens. Oh. That's when he returns to this true natural self. Some people can hold it for six months, but the fourth month is usually. So the imperfect phase starts, and that's when he's like, you make the plans. Babe, what do you want to do? Like, he stopped. He dropped the ball because he got you. He had sex. You're exclusive. You're dating. And now he's like, I don't have to work for it anymore. I mean, even in when you're married, they do it. Courtship is key. You know, if I was reading. Wait, so what do you do then at the fourth so month? So third fourth month is when he switches back to the non-gentleman so and you, what do you do what you do is you don't do anything and oh. you teach him a lesson <laughs> mm. you disappear when he calls you don't call him back as fast it's games but you have to do it because they are programmed they're like dogs okay they don't know when to stop eating like a dog and then the dog gets sick well the men don't know when to stop getting laid uh having fun they're 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 dogs you have to program them so if they're hungry you can't feed them 
You cannot feed them. You have to wait for them to take the action to make the reservation, make the plans. Now you can suggest, you can be sweet and you can go, you know what, John? I'd really like to see that play at the Pantages Theater. I mean, I saw their tickets available online. So you are hinting what you want to do. Or you know what? I really want to try that new restaurant on the beach. Um, And I heard sunsets are beautiful then. So you're suggesting you're hinting. Um, But if they don't follow through, they're not a planner, which is not going to be good for you. And number two, they're taking for granted. And they're like, oh, we'll figure it out on Saturday night. No. I had a fight with my boyfriend. I said, look, you're getting too lazy for me. I'm getting bored. You need to start making plans and plans that I want to do, not just what you want to do, because there was a lot of stuff we were doing he wanted to do. Although we have a lot in common. He's a huge Catholic family. So there's always events going on. I'm like, I want to be just the two of us. I want a romantic date night. I want to dress up and look pretty. You know, I want that. My, my best friend, her husband, when when she when they plan a trip, she's like, you better step up your game. So he used to buy like Asian provocateur laundry and throw it into the bag. So when she opened her bag, there was a package for her, like wow. cute stuff. But you got to teach men to be romantic. Sometimes they're not romantic and they don't come ready made. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Exactly. Everyone, because people, sometimes you're dating someone and guys go, I'm not, I'm just not a romantic. They will be romantic for the right girl. Right. And if you say to a guy like, you know, I hate this one thing that men say and I, I run from it. I'm just a simple guy. Bye. Bye. Simple guy means he's not spending money. He's not making plans. He's sitting on his ass and he just wants to watch TV and hang out. But by the way, even if a man can't afford a lot of these things, for example, I dated a guy that didn't have that much money. He was so thoughtful in our dates. He would do picnic. Yeah. On oh the my beach, God. Creativity. Yes. First of all, so roses romantic. are everywhere. You can buy a bunch of roses at Ralph's. Don't give me a story. You can't buy flowers. Has nothing so, to do right. with money. Second of all, you can watch a sunset and sit on your car and have a glass of champagne and say i know this perfect point for us to watch the sun and that costs nothing exactly when we were in florida i had a date once in college where there's a place where the planes at fort lauderdale airport flew over you and you felt the vibration of it it was the coolest thing i ever did and he took me on a date and he goes okay lay down on the car and i go what do you just watch just watch and the plane flew over and you'd feel this tingle and then we bang the shit out of each other in the back seat afterwards i was like he had ro- he had roses he had champagne he had like wow. chocolates and hors d'oeuvres and he's like what do you think and i'm like oh my god this was one of the best dates i ever had because it was so creative and he had we had no money we were in college that's so, so sweet like, so yeah. there's there's so many you know there's like a hundred free things to do in every city online yeah um, i went i had a date uh last year where i went with this guy to the getty center that was and beautiful. it was actually free that day to go into the museum but we had so many laughs so much fun i told him to buy some games uh dominoes and then afterwards we were playing the dominoes and literally all these well old very old people and grandparents kept coming up to us being jealous of our date because we we're playing dominoes but we had the best date and it cost zero money well i guess he had to i mean pay, like what ten dollars to get into the getty it's like nothing but we but, right. it was free and, that you, day. and it's so cool because you can take this little tram and it's really cute and then they exactly. have the getty villa which is even prettier but the point i'm making is creativity is all online it's at so your, attractive at your fingertips and if this guy can't i'm too busy and i can't make a date he's not your guy and you need to say that now here's the thing the women's power is stronger than the men's because once he's had the nookie he's going to want it again so if you say to him you know in the beginning you were really romantic you did all these things in courtship because my i did this with my boyfriend he's like yeah but that was the beginning and you know now i got you basically i'm like (laughs) yeah courtship isn't over even if you're married 
So if you can't plan stuff because you're too busy, then I'm not the priority and I don't think this relationship is for me. And then sit still and watch him process that. He will freak the fuck out. He will think of something that you like to do and he will take you. That's good That's to know. That's a really normal guy. Yeah. If he's a narcissist, mm. he won't do that. That's how you know the difference between a human being and a narcissist because they're completely two different things. A narcissist will be like my way or the highway. Right. So then you'll be thankful that it yeah. didn't work out. And you out. dodged a bullet. You're like, oh my God, you revealed yourself. You took the mask off. Now I'm ready to go. Yeah. yeah. But some some women come to me and they say, all I date is narcissists. And I try to explain to them that. That she keeps saying that. that that's nar- why. Narcissists are not picky. They'll date anyone. No, so narcissists. Why. No, narcissists target in to givers. If you're a giver, natural giver, natural doter, natural um, lover, natural pa- compassionate person, and, you, and you're generous, narcissists zero into that person. Right. You'd be like a thousand people in the room and they will find that giver because they're the taker. But, the, but that specific person, you're allowing the people, those people to stay. You should look with yeah. them to better understand right. why once, you're allowing this Once they to make stay. a mistake in your world, you give them a strike and a warning. You say, look, I didn't like what you did. I didn't feel comfortable. Made me feel unsafe. Safety is key with women. That's key. And she, he's like, okay, well, then I won't do that again. And he shouldn't be able to do it again. If he does it again and again and then he's a narcissist. And, you know, one thing that I really liked that I think would help with in the beginning, how you said don't sleep with someone too fast, no. is you also explained the men bond through emotion okay. and consistency. So last week I heard my boyfriend talking to his, girl, his sister and he said, his I've, had, I've had a lot of sexual, like crazy relationships in this past. And not that we don't have sex, but he said, this relationship is completely different. I'm in love with her because emotionally, I just love her. Aww. And so I heard him say that to his sister. And I thought, that's pretty amazing because, you know, we're older now. You know, we're, he's in his 50s. I'm in my 60s. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy because I didn't really know that. I knew we loved each other, but to the depth of that being. And we have issues. Like, right. like we does. are not perfect. I am not an Instagram couple where everything just sinks and falls in place. We have some major issues, some major things that we have to go through right now that I'm like, you know, this could be a make it or break it moment. But at the same time, I want to explore this relationship. So if you're in a relationship and it's not completely working, but there's some good to it, you found, you know, you're in gratitude. Don't throw that away so quick. Yeah. Work on it. Because if that person wants to be with you, they will find a compromise. It's when the person's like, this is my life. If you can't do what I need you to do, then get out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think sometimes people give up too fast and, you know, you have We're to fight for each other. Society. Yeah, you have, to, you have to try to make it work, but it has to be both of you making the effort, not just one-sided where you're, if you're dancing, let's say, tango, and it's just you on the floor yeah, you don't just taking be, all the steps. As John Gottman said, the number one thing that's wrong, and he's an amazing expert if you check out the Gottman Institute, they said indifference and stonewalling where they won't even listen to your issue, they won't help you, and they go cold as ice or there is indifference, they could care less whether you stay or go, you don't want to be with that person anyway. So that's a dodge of the bullet moment because people don't pay attention to the signs and the warning signs. They just stay and then 20 years later, they're like, I was in this terrible loveless marriage and we hardly had sex and I had to cheat on her. And I'm like, well, 
it was bad in the beginning. Like, why didn't you get out? So, and they don't get it. And change. a lot of times it's because of children, which is oh, not yeah. a good role model to show your kids that you don't know what love looks like. Yeah. I think I, I, I like the fact, though, that you are expanding on your own relationship and even showing that it's not perfect. Because I think no. people do get really it, it's it's nice to know. Oh, not every day is 100 percent. I'm an expert still going through lessons just like everybody else. I was adopted. I have abandonment issues. Yeah. I'm not I'm secure, which is weird i've taken that test five million times i'm secure and i'm not anxious and avoidant but i still have that issue like why am i attracting what i want and you know i'm a real big person who's involved in you know the manifestation community i did, did abraham in 19 i think 89 i meant just uh, esther and jerry but then i transformed and um i practiced wicca <laughs> I'm a witch, but I'm a good witch. I'm a white witch, a love witch. Um, Patty Negri, who's the... Um, By the way, when someone says yeah. white witch, it doesn't mean white skin witch. It's no. white magic no, versus no, no, black white magic. White magic versus black witch. Uh, I'm not racist. No, you could be a white <laughs> Asian witch. No, no. So I, pra I practice with Patty Negri, who's my teacher, who is like one of the biggest witches on Discovery Channel, and she has her own podcast. You can check her out. But um, we do good. We bring light into the universe and... You know, I don't change anyone's will and I work on my inner magic. So I'm a, I'm a believer of the old ways yeah. back in the day with goddesses like Hecate is my goddess and, and things like that. Venus could be your goddess, Aphrodite, but I work on energy and then I work on astrology because I look at the moon and the Venus and the sun and the Saturn and the Pluto and where it is. So yeah. then I work combination. And then I work on manifestation where yeah. you affirm, you affirm. And white, affirmations are really big. White magic can literally be anything where if your life feels cluttered, then you clean your yes. whole house. That's white magic because when you suddenly unclutter your home, yeah. you can unclutter your life. And that's like feng shui does that. I also. have a lot of books, right, actually, shiny, right. books. Feng shui. But the, the magic that I do is old school magic. My rituals are from the early days and everything's herbs and candles and it's beautiful and baths and things like that. The things that the... You know, in the early days of, of Wicca, the pagans, they did that. And and so I still believe in the moon, like, you know, the new moon starting something new and or drawing down the moon on a full moon to clear my crystals and stuff like that. I'm in my dark feminine energy normally, especially because I'm a Scorpio. And I manifest normally through masturbation. Oh, so you visualize. You're a visualizer mm -hmm. through masturbation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the reason masturbation works, I should talk about this. Yeah. And this is called sex sex magic. Yes. It's because... With a K. When you're in a heightened state of emotion, and this is positive emotion because you're climaxing, you will draw down the energy. If you visualize in the moment of climax what you desire and you say an affirmation like, I am loved, <laughs> I am in a happy marriage, I am healed, and you activate it with now at the end of the sentence, I am loved now, as you're masturbating, it'll give a jolt. So it's like sending energy up into the universe to draw it down because what is above is below. So you want to pull down that energy to bring in positivity and you want to pull down that energy to connect now here's the bad part oh. if you do this to a person you know it doesn't work 90 percent of the time unless it's someone you're in a relationship with be careful because that is changing the will and that person will get a jolt i mean a lot of people do it to movie actors like god only knows what brad pitt is getting Really? <laughs> right? Think about it. How many women are masturbating to Brad Pitt? So, or George Clooney? I, I've been out though before with a guy and we somehow started talking about a lot of things. And I said, did you by any chance, like silly question, did you masturbate thinking about me in the past? And he goes, yeah, I guess two days ago. And I go, wait, I masturbate thinking so about you two days ago. So my boyfriend does it all the time. we did it at the same time. My boyfriend does it all the time in the morning. He's like, oh yeah, I just thought about you. So, <laughs> so the thing is, 
Be careful who you masturbate to. I like... I masturbate to success. I like to... No, you need to do it for men. I like oh. to... Vis, okay, so let's say you like a six foot two, salt and pepper, sexy, green eyed, no hair in the chest, really athletic guy. But you just like visualize it. Maybe you saw a model in a magazine or something. You can use that. Don't use something unattainable like Oprah Pitt's going to fall in love with me. Don't use that. And don't use somebody, you know, a coworker or somebody like you have a crush on because it's kind of dangerous because you're playing with their will. So I'd like you to start from scratch. Who is your, who is the idol of your perfect guy, you know? And then use that, you know, not even your celebrity crush, like just your ideal of what they look like. Imagine them touching, tasting, feeling you in the moment of orgasm and start doing that on a regular place, that will move the magic. That's called sex magic, and it's very right. common. You do it on a new moon, it'll activate faster. A new moon is coming. Right. Well, I guess when yeah. we're doing the same Yeah. Now, Friday, every Friday is Venus hour. It's for money and love. You got to check your local listings on Google because it depends what country and what area of the world you live in. It probably activates two to three times on a Friday. If it's right during a new moon with the Venus hour, it'll activate even faster. So What's your Venus? That. My Venus is in Aries. Wow. I'm 25 That's degrees. That's you're so fiery. Yeah, and Venus is in Aries. And your moon is Sagittarius. Yeah. Yes, my moon sign. is Sag. But uh, this is my work personality. So I'm a Gemini. I have two personalities. And then I have an ascendant Gemini. So I can switch when the man comes in, when the energy of the man comes in, whoever it is, I can switch to docile feminine. But it took years of practice. Yeah. So I teach women. I coach women. And you can join my coaching program. Just go to Instagram and DM me. I teach women how to switch into their feminine after work, which draws men in. Men are not we alpha just men an, are not attracted to alpha women. We just had an women. episode on that. Yeah. About they, your yeah. feminine energy. Alpha men are not attracted to alpha women. They combust. So I have a friend who has who lives next to their wife in a house because they're both alphas. They can't live together. But alpha men technically are not 90% of the time not attracted to alpha women. And there's more alpha women than there are yeah. beta women. So alpha women are very go, 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 going to make things happen, want to make be successful. But you don't want to do that in a relationship. No. You want to learn how to sit back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So an alpha man doesn't want to be upstaged, let alone on the date or in the bedroom, for that matter. Yeah. So like my favorite position in sex is missionary. And people go, yeah, oh, that's so too. boring. I'm like, no, I like being dominated. I like the weight on me. I yeah. like someone controlling me. I like domination. Me too. I am total beta. I'm very beta in the bedroom. Thank God. I'm mm. too tired. And by the way, I never much. make the first move. He always. Sexually? Yeah. I'm not a big first mover maker. He said that to me the other day. I said, oh, I didn't even notice that. 
You know, like he touches me, we kiss and stuff. I know, sexually no, but sometimes but not, I, I sometimes have to tell guys kind of like, okay, then ask me out. I mean, and then I tell, then they if do I'm it. T- giving, if I'm attacking them too much, then I think, shit, something's wrong. So yeah. I, I feel I'm much more love filled up than he is. He'll want more sex than I do, which I kind of like that feeling. What's your Mars? My Mars is Leo. Jesus, you're so fiery. Oh I my know. God. My Mars is Leo. And I have a bad aspect in my chart. Oprah has it. Um, I'm Saturn square Venus. And for those who don't know, Saturn is the daddy planet. It's the one that's saying you have a curfew. You go past 11 o'clock at night. I'm going to fucking torture the shit out of you. And Venus is love and, and Aphrodite and Venus do not want to be, you know, told what to do, contained, you know, controlled. So Saturn's like, nope, not yet, not yet. And so when it squares, you don't feel pretty, you don't feel loved Mm -hmm. and you have a hard time in your love life. So I have that aspect natally. My Venus is Libra. Okay. And then my moon. Well, that's a natural placement. So that's why you look so beautiful. Thank you. And my rising is Libra. So I think that's why Ooh, I like to be so feminine. Ex- so your, your Venus is probably on your ascendant, which means yes. that's why you're a podcaster. That's why you'll probably have a TV show at some point. Well, yeah. there's that one sign that kind of dictates what your career or future that's will be. That's the 10th house. I'm a Leo. So your Leo is in the 10th house. So which I love means attention. Like, like, so they want to be a star. <laughs> Yeah. Most actors are Leos, but most presidents are Gemini. And then my moon is Aquarius. So that's why I'm detached with my So emotions. your moon's a, so you got a cold moon. So moon Aquarius mm-hmm. is, is ruled by intellectual. Yeah, I'm Scorpio yeah. with a, uh, Aquarius. Where's moon, the Scorpio? So so, my sun. So your Scorpio sun is in... But my Libra is but my I first I bet house. you your sun squares your moon and you're in conflict. Yes, I'm always in conflict with my emotions because Scorpios, I feel so and much. Scorpio, my boyfriend's Scorpio. Scorpio is a wow. fixed sign. They're steady. Mm-hmm. Gemini, not so much. So I'm more exciting. I'm more interesting. Yeah. But yeah, actually, yeah. I am a very steady Gemini because I have Saturn in Capricorn, which is his natal placement, which is the CEO of the Zodiac. They're like the president. They're the Jeff Bezos of the Zodiac. So I'm very good with money. I'm very good with consistency. And so I'm really not full Gemini. But Scorpios, we love deeply. So that means when your partner he, says he, things he, like, he I, I, love you, yeah. I love her so much. Like, it's love, love. So he like, really forever. Loves me. So he really loves me. Yeah, that's okay. deep David, love. you really love me. Interesting. Okay, go. <laughs> yeah, Scorpio love, in my opinion, we love, we're so loyal too. Okay. My dad's a Scorpio. I'm going to tell him that, right? Because I skip, but you know, if someone hurts you. Yeah, that is true. Talk about the stinger. That Scorpio has a stinger and they'll wait to get revenge. Actually, that is not, you're not lying. <laughs> so Geminis don't Patience. care. We, we're indifferent. We move on because we're Mercury rules. We're like Virgo and Gemini are Mercury rules. So they're like, move on, but not Scorpio. Well, I wouldn't say I sing in a way where I want to hurt someone. It's more that I'm so indifferent to that person's existence. I think that, I, in my opinion. Yeah, but you're like, it's unfair. I'm going to teach them a lesson. By completely just feeling no emotion towards that person. Because I think the real pain comes from mm-hmm. someone just, they don't hate you, they don't love you, they're just indifferent. Like, you don't exist, they feel nothing for the you. The worst thing that you can do is indifference. Because yeah. they which don't is what care I do. whether you live or die. Me. And when you feel indifference from a partner, which is the number one cause of divorce, forget love, forget money, forget, um, you know, sex, it starts with indifference. When you have indifference and they're not showing emotion and they're stonewalling you, you are screwed. That's, that's when you really need to get out of a relationship. That's a that's a true. Um, I really don't love you. 
you know, I just am using you for whatever. There's got to be, like Dr. Phil used to say, there's a payoff somehow. Yeah. Somebody's getting money. Somebody's getting prestige, association. There's some kind of payoff that they're getting. Maybe they take care of the children and the husband can go play. But there's some kind of payoff there. That's why they stay for someone who, th- who treats them indifferently. Yeah. Well, that's not me in a relationship. I just mean in people in the past that have wronged me and so on. I'm mm-hmm. very where I don't go. I never raise my voice. I don't go off on someone. It's more like, are you, are you sure you want to go there? Okay. And then well, after that, you just But you're evolved. You've shown your true colors. I'm calling you V. I decided I'm nicknaming okay. V. V, you've shown <laughs> your true color. They've shown your true colors. And so now you see, you know, like when you can't see a future with someone, you're like, okay, no more. Yeah. That's the problem. Friendships Friendship and work too. and all that. Yeah. Business partners. I've had business partners. Like the yeah. person who runs my company is a Scorpio, my my vice president. And um, we've had our knockdown dragouts. But the truth of the matter is she's really consistent yeah. loyal and i love it loyalty is really important to me me too i don't want to ever ever feel like anxiety i don't know whether i'm coming or going scorpios so. were very loyal i think we just need space right to do our thing uh, another thing i want to talk about is uh, social media like can we talk about showing our mates on social media okay i am not a fan if you're a celebrity like me i don't recommend for like a year if they catch you out and about like the paps and you know daily mail and stuff okay but if you're an Instagram influencer and your whole world is to show your life, I wouldn't be showing my boyfriend so fast. I agree. Two reasons why. One, some get attracted to the limelight and they want to push you out and they want to be famous. And they're using you to ride, you know, your coattails, you know, they're hitching it, hitching to your wagon, basically. But the second reason, if it's a private guy and doesn't like that feeling, he will run. I was looking at Shannon from Housewives of um, Orange County and her boyfriend broke up with her after three years. And it was right after filming the show and he did not want to film the show. And they kind of forced him. And I was like, and they were serious together for three yeah. years. And she was blindsided. And I, Shannon, I'm just sending you lots of love on this. It's not, I'm not criticizing you. And cause you have to show your life, you know, why wouldn't you want to show off your boyfriend? But I wonder if that was the crux. So right. I wouldn't be pushing but also, your mates on, unless he's an influencer and he has his own. But Instagram. also, when you post your relationship all the time, because I, I do think yeah. not just that, so many other people get involved in your relationship. Oh yeah, and the DMs, and the, the girls, DMs, are, the girls are coming for your boyfriend. Everyone wants every, what you two have, and people every, just want to take when, a man. When I broke up with David, my ex, I have two Davids. Don't to be confused. When I broke up with David, my ex, every girl was DMing him, and it was on, and it was like Facebook era, I think, before we even had Instagram, and they were coming for him. And I was just like, this is disgusting. Yeah. We were together when that was happening. Like, I was in shock. And now, can you imagine, with Instagram and TikTok, oh my God. Because people are like, about. wow, he's such a good boyfriend. I want that like with if, him. If she likes him, then, oh, he's a catch, right? Yeah. He didn't know how fucked up he was, but still, you want him. It's a Pete Davidson syndrome, where he just needed to date Ariana Grande, and now everyone dates him. Right, it's a cat, or what's the other one, Kate Beckinsale, right? And I heard he has dick to the floor, though. That's another yeah. reason. He did. So. Oh, yeah. I heard he has ding-dong, a big ding-dong. So I'm like, whatever. And now everybody's dating him, and I'm not. Like, he's so not my type. Okay, so for women in their 20s and their 30s, do you kind of have advice? Because I remember in the past we talked about how you had this rule where when you first start dating, you should have three guys around. Okay, so time. I always believe date a pair and a spare. So it's three times you want to rotate. What is it? A pair and a spare. So three people. So the first is the guy that you really like. You wait for the phone call. You can't believe he picked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second is the cusp 
Casper. You're not sure. Maybe there's something wrong, like he's too short, he doesn't have enough money, but you have a good time with him. So you'll still go out with him because you're not really sure. And the third is like the best friend. You've had this guy in your life forever, or he's a new friend, but he's in the friend box. You don't ever plan on dating him, but you'll take him to a wedding if you need a plus one. And you'll rotate these three all the time. And eventually one will pop. Now, the reason is your dance card's filled up. Three times a week to date in dating is exhausting. That's insane. You know, you might as With well a full-time job. A lot of people want to Zoom date at this point. So you, you're dating three times a week. And you're going at, and then those in-between nights, and I don't believe putting the three dates together during the week, three nights a week. I believe every other night go out. Don't do it because you're going to be exhausted. And if you keep doing this... You'll get, a, you'll get a husband out of that. That's a husband. That's a way you get a husband. So you're saying never just date one guy at a time? No. Because men don't. You I know, get so tired. I mean, Steve Harvey wrote a whole book on it, Date Like a Man. You must put it out there so that you get choices. If you want to just pick one, you, he may not be the right choice. But you the guys that I date want to be exclusive so fast. It's like trying different restaurants, you know? The guys that I date want to be exclusive so fast. Like my issue is usually them like slow down. No, I told David I would, I, when he asked me, I said, I'm not ready yet. I said, I want to see you. I want to learn about you, but I'm not ready yet. The bad news is when you say you won't be exclusive, they get to date other people too. And uh-huh. You might get jealous. So you have to figure it out. But the three-person rule, the pair and the spare, has I have seen spare. every woman get married because of that. Because they're no longer in heat. And if you do Miss V's uh, little masturbation technique before you go out, you're going to be really filled up. You won't need anything else. And you could just focus on your work or your family or watch your favorite TV shows on Netflix like I do. Man, so I actually have to. I mean, date Netflix three men. is really my my boyfriend. My boyfriend doesn't know that. I I live on Netflix now. I'm getting really into Hulu, and I got to tell you, when a show goes up, and I'm really into it, nobody can get to me. I'm obsessed. I should have been a TV critic. That's what have been my favorite job. Go on. I think you still have a chance. You can be a TV you want. movie critic. Yeah, manifest because, it. Yeah, there I'm going. Because the truth of the matter is, I need that escape. And I love, and I'm a producer, I make scripted TV. There's a new one that'll be coming out soon based on my life when I'm 16 and my parents are matchmakers. So, and they're with the people from The Queen's Gambit and the people from Yeah, we've, t- we've talked yeah, about that. Yeah, it's a new show coming out. So we just cool. Got, we just got it. And so I'm a producer and scripted. I'm also working on a new reality show that's not scripted. And so I got, I need, you know, my brain's filled up. I need to detox. So I do transcendental meditation in the morning, try to get the second one in the afternoon. And in between... If there's a really good show like I'm sinking my teeth into, I'm like going to get lost in it. But that's so good that you still maintain your own hobbies and your own life. Because oh a God. lot of us I women. Cook. I love to cook. I yeah. love to I love to go to concerts. Like the last concert, I bought the tickets. And we went to see Elton John because David didn't even know about it. And I had a chance to buy the best tickets. We went to see the final concert in history of Elton John. He will not wow. ever tour the United States again. And he it was at Dodger Stadium by David's house. He lives in Echo Park. And we had the best time ever. And, you yeah. know, and then he got tickets for another concert. Like, we took turns. But a lot yeah. of us women, we tend to, including myself in the past, where you end up just getting so into the relationship that you lose yourself in your partner. No. And then they become your everything. No. And you, and then it becomes unattractive to your partner. We, we see each other maybe once or twice a week and on the weekends. How do you maintain And, and I like that hobbies. space thing. I like so how do you do that? Thing. How do you not lose yourself um, and your partner? I make sure I have nights for hobbies. And I'll tell, like, t- we were supposed to go out tonight. And then I was going to cook. And then he had this work thing come up, which he said, I just got asked to speak at this event tomorrow night. I guess someone dropped yeah. out. 
And this is a work center where he's going to make a lot of money off this. He helps spinal cord injury people with chairs and breathing machines and beds. And so he's going to speak to 300 people and he had to work on his speech. And I said, okay, that's cool, babe. And I was really excited because I'm in the process of cleaning my closet (laughs) and selling my clothes and giving some to charity and like changing my wardrobe and getting a whole new look. And I was like, oh, good. I can work on my closet. Like, like literally put my headset in, listen to my favorite music. Because you're secure now. I'm obsessed with Miley Cyrus Flowers. If anybody did Me see too. my Instagram. I download her and Lizzo and I go at it. So it's like. Because you're experiencing right. secure attachment stuff. Right. And I also sing, which nobody knows. So like I'll practice my singing. And like I was really like I, I saw um, The Last of Us on HBO and they played the old Linda Ronset song. And I was like, oh, my God, I used to love Linda Ronset. So I like downloaded our music on Spotify and was singing last night, dancing around the house as I was cleaning like. I can be alone. Like you could be yeah. alone. I went through the pandemic two years by myself. So if you can't do that, you have a problem. Your job, like we were raised back in my generation to be indispensable at work and at a personal relationship. My mother used to say that. And I'd be like, this is the worst advice to give a woman. Why should I be indispensable? The more indispensable I am, the more work I'm going to get, whether it's from my boyfriend or from my boss. So the truth is you should be worrying about yourself and screw being indispensable. Let them dote on you. Let them nurture you. (laughs) Why the fuck are you not allowed because you're a woman and you innately have nurturing skills that you shouldn't get that back in return? And that's learning about you. What makes you happy? When you're happy is when you can manifest. I don't care if it's getting in the bath or eating a piece of chocolate. You know what I mean? And taking a glass of wine and nuzzling in and watching your favorite, listening to your favorite podcast like V. Okay? Like mm-hmm. really, you know, why is it we have to give, give, give to get the guy? Yeah. That is don't. ridiculous. I don't care if you're gay, straight, pink, polka dot, fluid, pansexual. I don't give a shit. You should not be over giving. Stop. The, the one thing I will tell women is stop over giving it doesn't work you will not get the right guy you will get the wrong guy if you do it but also i think it's so important to know the roles of their parents because for example i have this one friend and he had a partner where she tried to be so motherly and oh. he would get so and then they don't, cheat want to on her. they don't want to have sex he would cheat on her and he would get repulsed by her and then he was always so drawn to me because why because i was so detached with him and then finally i asked him about his relationship with his mother and i said what's your relationship with your mother like and he goes she loves me so much is suffocating. And I said, bingo, there you, you attracted exactly your mother and you were- and, That's the vibratory frequency. And he said, my girlfriend, the more, I, I'm so thankful she loves me, but the more love she shows me, the, the more, more it disgusts I, the me. The more I don't want to sleep with her. So mother does equals don't want to sleep with her because I'm sorry, how many people want to sleep with their mothers? Think about that. Hopefully, it, no if one. you over nurture, you then go into the mother box. And my boyfriend does do that at times. He Why men get, love he bitches? He constantly wants me to mother him, and I I have to catch myself and go, no, no, not mothering you. Figure it out. I'll <laughs> go figure it out. Like when he's venting on something, and you know, John Gray says that women should talk more than men. In my case, my boyfriend talks my ear off. Sometimes I have to go. Okay, I'm checking out right now. I can't <laughs> listen anymore. So. It's funny, but the thing I will say to you is stop overgiving. Give when you get. Now, the rules, yeah. the rule used to be three to one. I'll give it two to one. 
every one time he gives, you can give, every two times he gives, you can give back one, but at a lesser value. So if he got concert tickets and took you to dinner, you can grocery shop and make his favorite food. It's always a lesser value. I think sometimes my problem in the beginning of relationships, I accidentally overgive because I want to impress them because it's my daddy issues. Like I want to impress my dad. No. So I'll be like, oh, let me help you with my Instagram. Stop rep. with let the me resume. Stop, so with, stop with the resume, you know? Yeah. Um, my I boyfriend agree. is getting a new computer and um, I have a genius that I work with and stuff. So I was like, connected them. And then he wanted me to do all this stuff. And I said, no, ask her to do it. I'm not doing it. So it's like, no, I'm not going to do that job for you. You can, you can, you're able body. Don't give me like you're working all the time. And you don't have time to do it. Screw you. Do it. I'm not doing it. So like you have to know when is yes and when is no. Stop and go. Green light, red light. But I'm going to tell you right now, women are constantly overgiving. Yeah. But, and you notice, I will tell you this. You notice the bitches that get married that are not the prettiest girl on Instagram. We're not talking Alex Earl here, you know, and we're not talking people like that. We're talking, you know, she's average Joe. She's got a nice following. And then she gets some hot guy and you're like, how did she do that? It's because she's not giving. She's not giving. She, she knows that she's the deal. She has inner confidence. When I look at a Lizzo, like she knows she's hot. You might think she's overweight and those naked pictures and stuff, but she's feeling it. I watch her confidence. She feels good in her own skin. That's the girl that the guy wants. He's not looking at Miss Perfection 10. He's looking at that girl that just knows she's it's in. It's the confidence. It's like, the confidence it's like is what makes Clooney. you beautiful. It's a Mal Clooney syndrome. A Mal Clooney big, big human rights attorney connected, going to all these parties and George Clooney asked her at one, no, two, no, three. What will it take for you to go out with me? And wow. she's like, well, you're an actor. I want to get married. I don't have kids. You probably are too old to want to do that. And he's like, I'll give you kids. I'll get married. We'll have everything. Because she kept turning him down. She's like, I don't know if you're the one. Yeah. You should be very hesitant. You should be very like, let's see who you are before I give you anything. A hundred percent. That's what you do in a business deal. Yeah. The first business offer that comes along to buy your company, are you just going to jump or are you going to wait to see what's out there? The right. first time you're selling a house, same thing. Well, I bought this the first day I saw it. Yeah. Well, okay, that's different. That's instinct. I'm but a, I, no, because I'm but, impulsive okay. and I only learn after. Right. Okay. But <laughs> but um, what I'm saying is, if you decide I'm the deal. I don't care if you're 18 or 80. Okay, look at Jen Fonda, she's fucking amazing. If you're the deal and you know that you're the deal, you will take your time to say, I don't know. And you make your list of the things you want. You do your five non-negotiables. You sit down, you write it down. He may not be all of it, but he's gotta be a good 80%. Yeah, 80%. yeah you can't expect a man yeah. to be everything because right. then you just get too shallow. 80%. 80%. Like, oh, over six feet tall, blah, yeah, yeah. blah, blah. And then Stop. you're like, the universe is like, fuck you, I'm not giving you anything. I'm gonna give you a five foot two guy. But if, you're, <laughs> but if you're looking at this and you're getting 80% back, and he's doing and he's acting and you're like, okay, I manifested that. That's because you took your time to get to know this person, okay? And you weren't immature about it. The mature yeah. people are the ones that end up in the long lasting marriages that last forever. The immature don't. The immature just are disposable, you, one right after the other. You spoke before about the 90 day rule that I just wanted to quickly yeah. brush on about mm -hmm. the 90 day post breakup rule. If you break up with a guy, yeah. you have to wait 90 days, no contact. Oh, that's dating detox. That's dating detox. Okay. You break up with him, no contact. No going to see him where he's at. Like, don't go to the gym when he goes to the gym. Don't respond don't, to text Don't call messages. his friends and ask about him. Um, re take his things, put it in a box, put it in the garage in case you get back together. Um, don't smell his t-shirts because oxytocin. Don't do anything where he's involved. 
and focus on you. And you can't take dates in the 90 day. So you're, oh. you're going in internally for 90 days. You're focusing on you. When 90 days goes up, ding, 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 you can start dating. Okay. And usually he comes back. Usually he comes back. It's a weird thing, but it works. And it's dating detox. Now, if you need longer than 90 days, you've been dating for 10 years, you broke up 20 year marriage, you could go longer, but the minimum is 90 days. And also we've talked about before that it takes eight weeks for a man to realize yes. that he misses you. Well, uh, scientifically, it says eight weeks for a man to come back. So the first two weeks he's, he's motoring, he's having fun. He's going out with his guy friends he couldn't drink before. His house is a mess. He's eating pizza. He's not taking care probably of his dog. He's just like, okay, I'm just doing this. About fourth week, He's starting to feel weird. Like, I miss my laundry being done. I miss her cooking for me. I miss nestling. I miss my house being clean. Okay. And about six weeks, he's panicked. At the seventh, eighth week, he's usually calling you. And if he's not, then move then, on. Then if it's eight weeks and he hasn't contacted you now, now there can be a reboot on the eight weeks. So there's a modification into, you know, the situation. He could come back a year later, which means it's re the relationship it. is a restart. That's not a continuation of the old relationship. That means you would sit down and go, these are the things I want that you didn't do. I don't know if I want to get back together with you. And that's a renegotiation. Yeah. So that's a restart. But if he's coming back after, I don't know, six, seven weeks, he now is like, I want you. And then it's time for you to negotiate a compromise of what you thought was wrong. Yeah. You have the power in that situation. Before but you don't have the power when you're dwelling on him because what you dwell swells. Yeah. So it's like she when she talked about earlier about abundance and things like that. So if you are in your martyrdom or victimhood yeah. and you're like, no one loves me, no one's that, your brain will continue to just yes. prove that to be correct, correct. And you will just notice how much everyone around you doesn't and, love you. And one of the other things is that is the 90 days is for you to do things you didn't do in the relationship. So if you have a hobby you want to explore, you want to travel somewhere, perfect, perfect time to travel, by the way, you want to get into your spirituality, take classes in meditation meditation, yoga, whatever. You want to join a new gym. Whatever you couldn't do before is the time to do it. You want to go back to your painting. You know, you want to start, you want to get back in your business, but it has to be about you, not about him. I'm doing this because he's going to give me X. No, it's about you finding your path. When you're on your path is when you're going to feel empowered and it's going to be less pain. You might cry for 90 days. You might scream and hit the pillow. You might hate him, but don't stalk him. Don't unfollow him either. This is another thing, social media. I wouldn't unfollow him. I'd let it ride. Oh my God, because that's indifference. If you unfollow him, now you're showing up pissed off at you, I'm following you. No, that's indifference. You you be indifferent. And when you want to show your new boyfriend it goes up, he's going to be all over you. That's so true. I think that is definitely my, when I still care is when I unfollow just to be like, Look, I'm, I'm trying to show you, like I'm trying to get you upset or angry. Like I'm trying to get a reaction out of you. It's so childish. I will tell you that Definitely men that. come back when, you, when you are not thinking about them. Now, that is something. Now, can you train your brain to unthink a person? You know, the Jim Carrey movie, you know, where they were going to take out the part of the brain yeah. that falls in love. Right? Yeah. Okay. So can you train your brain? Yes, you can. By mantraing by affirming, by meditating, by visualizing, by redirecting your brain to something else. So the brain only knows what's familiar. So mm -hmm. if you've always dwelled on ex-boyfriend. Just the find brain, someone new to obsess right, over. The brain is automatically gonna drive the bus, the subconscious. But yeah. there's this thing called the activating, um, the articulating activating system, which will find what you are missing. So if you can train your brain to go, I want a new guy, I want this. It's gonna show you couples 
who have that kind of relationship. You might go to dinner yeah. and go, oh my God, I've known my friends forever. I didn't know he did this for her. Oh my God, that's what I want. Yeah. And it's going to show you what's out there. It's up to you to follow that road and not go backwards. Yeah, because you shouldn't you shouldn't block your brain from thinking about certain things because actually then you'll want it more. So it's it's all about allowing those thoughts to pass, understanding right. it's a thought. So if you can't stop thinking about your ex, let the thought happen don't, for a second, but let it pass. It's like the brain knows what's familiar. So familiarity has gotten you into trouble. The brain is there to protect you so you don't hurt yourself. And if this guy is painful, there's an old expression, the reason God takes the bad the bad people out is because they heard converse he heard conversations we didn't hear Aww. so you want to know that the brain is protecting you it might make you feel like you're going backwards because you're crying and you're feeling awful about yourself and you're depressed and you know you're not eating you're not sleeping but eventually there'll be light at the end of the tunnel. you just got to go through that painful 90 days and follow the steps in my book there's a whole chapter on how to get through 90 yeah. days when you hit rock bottom at least you're standing on something exactly and it can only up from here i mean the one thing you want to know is that the brain is here to protect yourself from hurting yourself so if things go wrong it's because they're saying this is a bad dude get out get out get out will robinson get out to close off this interview do mm -hmm. you kind of have just three quick tips for women out there who are listening to help them in their dating life okay. just like like so one, shave your vagina whatever okay. <laughs> one is definitely get my perfume because that's going to do a lot of the work two is make sure you are clear about what you want and the way you do this is something i did with kenya moore on um, the millionaire matchmaker i made her make the four most significant relationships and write them down what went wrong and each one was cheating. So there was a common denominator theme, which is like, now I want a guy who's loyal who would never cheat on me ever. So that would be the thing I'd put to the top of the priority list. And the other stuff, like what he looks like, where he lives, blah, 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 put underneath. Okay. Third is I would start meditating. Now, I have uh, a site called attractingyoursoulmate.com. There are subliminals, there's meditations on there. It's in my bio on Instagram. And then I also have a course. So the course is Manifest Love with Ines Forelli, who's one of the biggest manifestation coach, coaches on YouTube. She helped me manifest my boyfriend. So she was my coach. We made a course together. Uh, it's about a grand. It's the best investment you will ever have. And it works like no tomorrow because I was stuck before that. I couldn't move the cheese until I met her. And then she taught me how to retrain my brain. You can retrain your brain. Yeah. And you could do it for money too. She has courses for money too. We're talking about doing a millionaire course, how I became a, I became a millionaire my first year in business. And the bank called me and said, you got to do something with this money. And I was, I was terrified. I was like, no, I just wanted to be in the bank. And I didn't invest it. You know, I was an idiot. So we're going to make a course on that. I'm really good at manifesting money, like hand over fist. So the secret is if you change your brain you will not attract those old type of guys that you keep attracting if they're cheap you won't attract cheap if they're mean you won't attract mean if they're angry you won't attract angry whatever the issue the cheater you know the loser who can't make it like whatever your issue is you will push that away and retrain the brain it's all in the brain subconscious is driving the bus you just don't know where it's going that's amazing. Yeah, it takes seven days to pick up a new hobby and 30 days to change the chemistry but, in your but brain. But it's not like a lot of work. You know, people think, oh my God, I would just spend all day like, like a monk on a mountain. No, no, no. It's like I take a walk every day for an hour. I just mantra for the hour and things start to move. Um, if, you know what happens when things really move? When I go on vacation and I'm not longer thinking about anything. 
Like I said to my boyfriend, we need a vacation because my phone will start ringing off the hook for work. I'll start getting TV deals and podcasting deals and all this shit. So that is it. Okay. Oh, and we were talking about doing a podcast. Yeah. Produce me. I'm going to help her. I'm going to help Patty with a podcast because she's amazing. And then no one's going to listen to mine. You're going to listen to hers. No, you're going to listen to both. I'll become her assistant. We're totally (laughs) different. But I believe you can have what you want, even if you're 80. I've seen older people in their 70s fall in love easily. I fixed them up. Um, Hello, uh, Steve Carell. He became became a real actor only at 40. Right, exactly. And and Warren Buffett was not a a billionaire until he was in his 50s. So you have to think about this. Like, you're never too late for love. No. You're never too late for anything. Which, by the way, when we finish this interview, not only is Patty going to help me with some manifesting stuff, she's going to clear the energy in my bedroom. Yes. Okay, one other thing I would want you to do is download... Well, actually, you know what you can do? You can go to Amazon. So go to Amazon and buy Palo Santo sticks. Don't use sage to clean your home. One of the things we found is that sage takes out the goodness, even though it's clearing the space. So you want to keep the good in your home. Palo Santo is better. It's a less of a smell, so it's not strong. <gasps> I have it here. Yeah, and you, you, you go in all four corners of the room and you bring in what you want, wellness like she wants love. Once it's cleared, I'm going to okay. feng shui her bedroom room and that's where love happens that's the manifestation corner i'm going to teach her how to do what to do there but um that's a whole other episode well i like clearing energy i always say clear any energy positive or negative that just doesn't belong to yes. me i don't want anyone no, else's no. Energy. and their spirits you know spirits follow us they're in our house i have a lot in my house by the way i think i'm always right. protected and you want to just make sure that there's good spirits not bad spirits they're not angry they're not like you know resentful they're not here for the wrong reasons so you want to bring in the good angels the good spirits the good goddesses all that kind of stuff but reading about moving the cheese moving the energy is really what it's about and it all has to do with quantum physics this is science baby this is not a woo-woo thing anymore this has become full-on science i feel like i'm always protected especially by my grandmother but one silly thing that i do is uh on my clothes i Mm. wear a uh, safety pin yeah because it's a weird thing in my family, generations in Russian. So that's that superstitious? It's a superstition thing where supposedly that protects from an evil eye. Because probably because it's metal. Okay. Where can okay. people find you? Oh, they can go to Patty Stanger with an I on Instagram, my bio and everything's there. Or you can go to Millionaire's Club with an S, 123.com. If you want to learn anything about, you know, the things that I'm selling, just DM me. Okay, perfect, you guys. Well, definitely check out... Yeah. My oh, favorite guest. One, one, one more yeah. thing. I have a new book that just launched called Compel. It's a supernatural love story. It's a great read for this time of the year. And oh, it's the sexiest book you're going to ever read with Rachel Van Dyken, the New York Times bestselling author. And it's in my bio. And you can download it like for five bucks on Kindle. And I'll keep, yeah. I'll list everything in my, in the bio of this episode as well. Thank you so much, Patty, for coming on. You guys go follow her and everything. And I guess look, we're looking forward for her upcoming new podcast. Yeah, soon. we're going to do that. I'm going to help her with. Okay. okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.